power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Go to your eyes, lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say this morning. Oh, it's like you are still sleeping. All right, let me take it again. Say in the name of Jesus. Say I declare that this morning, that this morning, my heart, my heart is ready. Is ready to receive. To receive my mind. My mind is ready. Is ready to receive. To receive my spirit. My spirit is ready. Is ready to receive. To receive in the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. If your hands are yours, oh, even the clapping cry. You are slanging in the clapping. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless God for this morning. How many of you are ready for the word? How many of you are ready for us to continue from where we left off last week? All right. So, um, before I start the message, um, next week is our communion service. So, just make sure you are around. We usually have our communion service for the month, the first Sunday of the month. In August, we didn't have it because we had the prayer and we took plenty communion. Five in all. So, we don't want overdose. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it was right at the end of July. So, that's why we didn't do it for the beginning of August. But September, we are going to take our monthly communion. So, make sure you are in service and invite somebody to be a part of us. And then next two weeks... Sunday, that is the Sunday after the one that is coming. We are going to have a dress down service. And it will be, it would also be a visit to our new site. Hallelujah. So when we come here, we will not enter. We will just wait. So we'll we'll gather here and we'll take a walk as a family. And then we'll go. It's not too far away from here. We'll go to the place. It's a construction site. Don't come in heels, I beg you. Come in some sneakers and jeans or something. And we are, we'll just go there and have some short service there. One hour, we pray, we praise, we sing small. And then we walk back here. Hallelujah. Yes, that's, 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 that's what is going to happen next two weeks. So please send a message to the children's service. We are all going. We are all going there next two weeks, Sunday. And... You see, it will mean that we'll even save ourselves one Sunday's payment for this place. We'll save us 2,000 cities. Uh, 2,000 cities can buy 266 and a half blocks. 266 and a half. At this rate, even half block is important. <laughs> yes, so we'll put that into the building and we'll go there and have... At least, I think you should see where we've gotten to. You should see where your offering has gone to. You should see where all the seats you have soon have gone to. So next week, Sunday, if you're inviting somebody to church, tell the person to dress down. No heels, no fascinators, no... A friend is shit. A friend is shit. (laughs) But we love fascinators, don't we? 
so that is what is going to happen next two weeks sunday all right so let's take note of it okay so i'm continuing from where i left off um last week i think um on the tuesday during our visitation i gave an addendum a small addition to the loving yourself and i spoke about the fact that once in a while it is good to forget about others and focus on yourself say once in a while don't say a pastor is endorsing a, a selfish life i must think about myself once in a while because even jesus did it when the woman with the alabaster box came they said oh this thing we can sell it and give it to the poor and really they could have sold it and given it to the poor but i said you i've thought about the poor so every time it's about the poor every time today dear me to allow me to be pampered small hallelujah yeah, so once in a while, uh, save some money and go and sit in some nice restaurant. Eh? And yet they be on a wayside government, things like that. Once in a while. Once in a while. Yes, once in a while, we're fascinated. Make yourself happy. Walk into a boutique and buy some new clothes and feel good. Small. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, once in a while hallelujah alright so today I don't know the number of the types of love I'll be able to deal with but at least I know I'll start with one I know I'll start with one I mean I may have to bang them together otherwise it will be an 8 part series which is very long <laughs> yeah I said we are not going anywhere we are here alright so today um there's another type of love i want to speak about and that one is it's got some negative connotations but it's important for us to know that it does exist for us to be cautious of it even if it's not us we need to warn other people who may find themselves in such situations hallelujah this type of love is called mania m-a-n-i-a that is obsessive love obsessive love oh yes it is very very important you see we are, we are a young church and people are being approached and they are also approaching people and things like that both within and without so it's important for us to understand all the various facets of love there is something called obsessive love mania and I'll show you an example in the Bible 2nd Samuel chapter 13 we'll read from verse 1 give me NLT for this one 2nd Samuel chapter 13 we'll read from verse 1 NLT 2nd Samuel 13 from verse 1 alright it said, Now David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar. And Amnon, her half-brother, fell desperately in love with her. Next verse. Amnon became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. She was a virgin and Amnon thought he could never have her. Next verse. 
But Amnon had a very crafty friend, his cousin Jonadab. He was the son of David's brother Shimea. Next verse. One day Jonadab said to Amnon, What's the trouble? Why should the son of a king look so dejected morning after morning? So Amnon told him, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Next verse. Well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are ill. When your father comes to see you, ask him to let Tamar come and prepare some food for you. Tell him you feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. So Amnon laid down and pretended to be sick. And when the king came to see him, Amnon asked him, Please let my sister Tama come and cook my favorite dish as I watch. What are you watching? Then I can eat it from her own hands. Next verse. So David agreed. Say in his mind, dear brother and sister, what's the problem? So David agreed and sent Tama to Amnon's house to prepare some food for him. When Tamar arrived at Amnon's house, she went to the place where he was lying down so he could watch her mix the dough. You see what Jonadab's advice. May God fire every Jonadab from your life. That Jonadab, so they come and put all kinds of evil ideas into your head. May God fire all of them out of your life. He said, when Tamar arrived at Amnon's house, she went to the place where he was lying down so he could watch her make some dough. Then she baked his favorite dish, favorite dish for him. Next verse. But when she set the seven tray before him, he refused to eat. And you now say, call me the one. Everyone get out of here. The prince has spoken. The king's son says, everybody get out of here. Amnon told his servants, so they all left. <laughs> no, he's not a man of God. <laughs> this one is a man of Satan. Then he said to Tama, Now bring the food into my bedroom and feed it to me here. So Tama took his favorite dish to him. Next verse. But as he, she was feeding him, he grabbed her and demanded, Come to bed with me, my darling sister. Verse 13. No, my brother, she cried. Don't be foolish. Don't do this to me. Such wicked things aren't done in Israel. Next verse. Where could I go in my shame? And you could be called one of the greatest fools in Israel. But you see, at this point, all he's not hearing what she's saying. All the blood has shunted from his head to another location, which I shall not name, on the pulpit. All that she's saying is words. He can't say you'll be like one of the foolish ones in Israel. And I know this way should hit you and you think, but at that time, there's no blood in the brain. 
And you could be called one of the greatest fools in Israel. Those days, people were allowed to marry their half-sisters and stuff like that. He said, please, just speak to the king about it and he will let you marry me. What she said made sense. Bloodless brain. But Amnon couldn't listen to her and since he was stronger than she was, he returned. Then suddenly Amnon's love turned into hate. And he hated her even more than he had loved her. Get out of here. He snarled at her. Next verse. No, no, Tama cried. Sending me away now is worse than when you've already done what, what you've already done to me. But Amnon, Amnon wouldn't listen to her. Verse 17. He shouted for his servant and demanded, Throw this woman before it was my darling sister. Now she has become this woman. You see what obsessive love can do. Throw this woman out and lock the door behind her. Verse 18. So the servant put her out and locked the door behind her. She was wearing a long, beautiful robe. She didn't go there in short skirt. Oh, lo and behold. She was wearing a long, beautiful robe as, she was, as was a custom in those days for the king's virgin daughters. Verse 19. But Antama tore her robe and put ashes on her head. See, sometimes when people go through some of these things, effects of sexual abuse and things like that, either the person becomes totally averse to sexual things, or now it's like, he that is down needs fear no fall. I don't know. It has already had was the point. <laughs> she tore her clothes, her robe, and put ashes on her head. And then with her face in her hands, she went away crying. Next verse. Her brother Absalom saw her and asked, Is it true that Amnon had, had been with you? Well, my sister, keep quiet for now, since he's your brother. Don't you worry about it. So Satama lived as a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. If we read further, you know what happened. Eventually, Absalom killed Amnon. You see, this is an example of mania, obsessive love. And the truth is that it always doesn't end well. That is why we need to be able to identify the signs. We need to be able to see it when it is happening and we need to run away as soon as possible. We need to be able to advise our sisters. We need to be, it doesn't only happen with men. It can happen the other way around too. Oh yes. Women that are obsessed with a man and they will do anything. They will lie to crumble their marriage. They will say things to break their home just so that they can have access to them. And you see, these are things we need to be conscious of. We need to be conscious of. You are young people. You are falling in and out of love. You are liking people who are liking you. You are liking some people they are not liking you back. It comes with the territory. Hallelujah. Yes. It is all about preparing you for the right one and the right thing later. Amen. For you to be able to identify a, a genuine dollar note. Just a few days ago, I want to change some dollars. 
and the woman she just took the this, oh tap crap <laughs> she just took the thing she just rubbed her fingers on it and then and she gave me the cds i was like hey won't you pass it through something that is oh i've handled many of the counterfeits so when i touch the genuine i know <laughs> hallelujah some of the basa basa relationships you are going through god is giving you the chance to touch the counterfeit when the real one comes and you touch you know that this one is different hallelujah oh yeah so she's touched the counterfeit so many times when she touches the genuine she knows it and apparently in the banks they tell us i hear that's how they are trained they'll let you handle counterfeit money so so it's like the moment you touch you don't even need to put it through the money counting machine to be able to identify the moment you touch the genuine you know the moment you touch the counterfeit you know hallelujah yeah so you are at the stage of your life where some of the things will go right some of them will not go right i have a certain principle in life i don't let any negative situation come to my life and go without me picking anything out of it no before the situation leaves me me to i'll grab something out of it i will learn something i will i will have a certain lesson it, it will help me to to reshape a certain principle in my life and i think it will be good for you to have the same principle don't just lament over the negativity don't just lament over the fact that this thing didn't work don't just lament over the fact that this thing didn't go the way i expected it to go look at the positives you've learned something the one who designed or invented the the light bulb apparently he did it like thousands of times one thousand times or so and anytime he did it and it didn't work he documented how he did it and he told himself that self that now i know one more way of not doing it he said now i know one more way instead of seeing it as i failed again he said now i know one more way that i should not do it hallelujah yeah so basa basa things will come basa basa relationships some relationships not correct blah 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 and you see some people also trap themselves in a certain straight jacket which i'm going to speak about mm. you know what a straight jacket is some jacket when you wear it you can't come out there is this straight jacket that a lot of people have sewn for themselves And this straight jacket is the straight jacket that I must only enter a relationship once in my life. No, nobody is saying it is it is it is bad, but it can be a straight jacket. After all, one, I can't find any scripture <laughs> that backs it. So it is a personal thing. It's a good ambition. But if you are in there and the thing is not working, don't say just because of that. Just because of that, I'm going to stay in there and have a terrible marriage. Get rid of those, those straight jackets. Sometimes you may go one, two, three. You see, the good thing is that obey God while you are in the one. Obey God while you are in the two. Obey God while you are in the three. The problems come in when you are doing things you are not supposed to do. Hallelujah. You're supposed to be able to meet any ex of yours and there's no tension. You should be able to grow and your children will be friends. Yeah. Your children will be friends. It's supposed to be possible. 
But that can only happen if you obeyed God. And when I say obeyed God, you understand what I'm talking about. I don't need to blow the lid on that one. If you obey God, it's like I'm deviating. Let me go back to obsessive love. <laughs> I should stay there. I'm going to give you some signs of obsessive love. When you see those things, they are, they are red flags. Warn your friends. Warn your, your sisters. Number one. When the person demands an unreasonable amount of your time, and the key word is unreasonable, no, demanding time in a relationship is, is okay. It's fine. Some people, it's some people's love language. You can do whatever. You can give them money. You can buy a car. You can dang, dang, dang. If you don't speak that language, you, are, you don't love them. They want time. They want to spend time with you. What are the other love languages? Time, what? Gifts, giving acts of service words of affirmation and then touch I beg that one be careful those of you who like touch be careful small hallelujah that one can be dangarious <laughs> every time hey, won't you touch me won't you touch me stop behaving those ways you will create trouble for yourself and others amen When people ask me what is the the what are the limits in a relationship, you know the answer I gave. Anything you can't do with a third person around is too far. If you can't do it with a third person there, what it means is that the mind with which you are doing the thing is not correct. Pardon? So yeah, pastor. <laughs> No, no, if you can't do it with a third person, then it means the mind with which you are doing it is bad. So for somebody, even a hug can be a sin. Because the mind with which you are hugging the person. I was talking to one lady, he said some guy hugged me and I felt violated. Now, you can hug somebody in a very inappropriate way and the person will feel violated. One of these kids that they do, three guys that is a, somebody went to hug somebody, somebody went to change. Watch a current in the yeah. and pulled him from there. He was hugging his sister. Watch a current, no, no, no. So when the person demands an unreasonable amount of your time, you are sleeping, crowd, the person is calling. In the middle of the night, 1 a.m. Baby, are you there? How is your sleep, dear? The person is asleep. How can they assess their sleep while they are sleeping? How is your sleep, dear? I'm thinking about you. I can't sleep. In fact, it's true. Fabon When they send you those things, send them back. Charlie, make you pray. Your life is hard. 
easy to pray demanding an unreasonable amount of your time and this is also not an excuse for you not to give time say mm, now you are you are becoming borderline obsessive according to the preaching <laughs> let me make my disclaimer fast 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 the key word is unreasonable say unreasonable hallelujah that is one sign number two when the person is ready to make unreasonable sacrifices unreasonable sacrifices there was one situation I dealt with the lady was like ah, this guy says he loves me and he likes me like we met not too long ago the guy has a very good job well paying job in, and he's in Tamale and she's in Accra and the guy said I'm ready to quit my job and come and stay in Accra so that I can be around you that is, that is a red flag and it's not like a relationship that has even started he says he wants to quit his job and she was saying, man, now you, your job that you have there, if I get that job I like, he wants to quit the job and relocate to Accra just so that they can be close together. Unreasonable sacrifices. When you start seeing such things, advise your friends, advise yourself. Number three, when the, people, the, pe- the person has possessive thoughts and actions, they behave like they own you. You can't talk to other people. You can't have other friends. All the male friends you had before you became their beloved, you must cut all links with them. But I see that one too. Sometimes people push people to that. There are some kinds of relationships you don't maintain with other people of the opposite sex when you enter a serious relationship. No, 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 no. There are certain kinds of conversations you can't have. No matter how close you were with the person, don't have that male friend, that bestie, bestie. Sir, bestie, I didn't know. Once you enter a relationship, your, what do you call it, must be your bestie. Hallelujah. Must be your best. Possessive. Anytime you come to them, bring your phone. No, no. Some of these people, they will not sneak to check. Most people sneak to check. You are looking at me. You do it. You have been doing it. You have been sneaking to check. <laughs> or you were sneaking to check. Come and check. Hey, call log. This particular number. Call him plenty. WhatsApp. Go and read chats and stuff like most people sneak to do it. But some of these people straight straight to like it's like the, the whole idea is that they, they feel like they own you. And so they have a right to check. It's even worse if they are providing for you financially. And you see, as much as some of these things can be character issues, 
some of them to our psychiatric problems that is what you must know you see when we talk about psychiatric problems people are always imagining a naked man walking with his hair unkempt psychiatric problems are a lot there are even certain headaches that are psychiatric problems you can walk around and you have a psychiatric you have a need for a psychiatrist Somebody said, many are mad, but few are walking around naked. <laughs> there are psychiatric problems. And there are some of them that have actually been described. There's, there's a syndrome called obsessive love disorder. OLD, old. It's an old problem. Starting from Amnon and Thomas days. Obsessive love disorder. Obsessive love disorder. And they've traced those who have that kind of those traits. Like somebody did a research and found a strong association, like those who were diagnosed with that, with people who suffer some form of neglect in their childhood. Either abandoned by a parent or you know, that sort of thing. It comes with a certain kind of insecurity. Some people, the obsessive nature is out of insecurity. It's out of fear that they will lose you. Yeah. So let me lose all my, you know, yeah, to hold you down. Stems out of insecurity. Some of these things are, are borderline psychiatric problems. Borderline. That there are very mild forms of, of some of these things that manifest in all of us <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. No, it's been said that some of those who, who, who manifest this obsessive love syndrome are people with a subclinical form of obsessive compulsive disorder. OCD is not only when you sit down and you watch these two microphones. Mm, they are not perfectly aligned. Uh-huh. You even need a spirit level to make sure they are well angled. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's somebody when he has to sit down, he has to sit one, two, three. <laughs> if he doesn't do that, like Nehoirano, three times, he's instilling himself. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Every time, it's like if he doesn't do it, he doesn't feel comfortable. It's like something is out of place. Oh, they'll see this thing that is here. And it's like it's not perfectly aligned. They won't listen to the sermon. They are concentrating. Why is this thing like that? They wish they can they could come. If you are here like that, I cast that demon out of your life. <laughs> so such people can come off as difficult people by a subclinical form of obsessive compulsive disorder. Some of the people you describe as difficult, like what's a mere thing? What's a mere? It's OCD. Subclinical. The real OCD, that's the ones I'm talking about, these funny, funny, funny things. Hallelujah. So I said, all of us, we have our little, little psychiatric problem. May God help us and heal us of all of those things in the name of Jesus. You are there. Kitten, 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 kitten. Causing trouble with people. Yeah. Causing trouble with people. 
another sign threatening the person with harm if they leave them and this harm is not only harm to the person but even to themselves Some time ago, a certain video came out. A woman. And this woman looks like somebody who is not a child. Like, maybe in her late 40s or early 50s. Married with children. And she had gone to get some side dude. Some young guy. And after a while, the young guy decided that I'm not doing this thing again. Hey, she actually put a camera on herself, Facebook Live, or she was crying. Mentioning the name, I don't know why me say my me and I say that even even loves her him more than his own cho- her own children. And this is I say, hey, mommy, you have a problem. So me poison and somebody came into the comments. He said, whatever it is that you were planning to drink, if it doesn't work, contact me. I will give you a more powerful one because the world is better <laughs> without people like you. <laughs> yeah. How can you behave like that? She was crying. You know, when you see genuine tears, you can tell. Crying from her heart. Like, you know, that kind of crying that you see and you even want to cry and help them to cry. Crying. You are married children and you say you even i mean which which mother is that some side boy i'm sure you were even paying all his what do you call it bills and all of that so they threaten either they will do harm to themselves or they will do harm to you one day i was counseling a lady and she said this guy she says she wants to leave the relationship and the guy said she showed me showed me the message he said, if you leave, he said, I've invested too much in you. I asked her, what does he mean? Like finance? He said, oh, it's not even financial. Like time, his energy, time, you know, emotions. And he said, I've invested too much in you. If you leave me, one of us will die. <laughs> then I said, hey. First question I asked, do you have brothers? He said, yeah, I'm the last one. I'm the only female. Three big brothers. I said, good. Said, Refer the situation to your brothers. That's the first line. Before police come in. He said, yeah. Even the third one, he's crazy. And he said, soldier, I said, perfect. Speak to him first. No, 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 no. There are certain situations when it's life and death, you have to be serious with it. Somebody has sent such a, a threat. We've seen situations where people have carried out their threats and killed the, the, the people. He said, if you leave me, one of us will die. Then it should be him. <laughs> it mustn't be you. <laughs> I said, talk to your brother, the soldier man. Emmanuel is there. Yeah, if you have more, go and call him. Flex your muscles upon them now. Yes. I said, speak to your brothers. Let them go and speak some sense into his head. Yes, that the soldier don't have enough. 
soldier man can do exceedingly abundantly far above what he's expected to do and it becomes a problem <laughs> oh yeah I've told you before somebody told me that her boyfriend just gets angry and takes her phone and smashes it on the ground said the next time it will be your scalp to be your head these are not things that you stay and say though he slay me yet will I trust him and the day year, day year, day year, the time you realize they've carried your dead body into the mortuary leave such people to marry themselves when you go and get another person like that the two of you then you kill yourselves and the world is a better place <laughs> leave correct people to marry correct people hallelujah you see, sometimes when these signs are coming, those of you who like attention too much, you feel it is a sign that the person really loves you. That's why I'm bringing out some of these things so that they are red flags for you. It's good to, to like attention, but when you like it too much, to you, you make yourself vulnerable to certain things. Hallelujah. Obsessive love. Repeated messaging, texting, emailing. In a day, the person can text you 30 times. Are you there? What are you doing? Haven't you missed me? Oh, if it's small, it's fine, it's nice, it's beautiful. But when it is becoming too much, it's an issue. It's an issue. You text and the person responds, expects an immediate response. If two minutes passes and the response hasn't come, they start getting agitated. You are not minding me. I can see that now your love is waning just because two minutes one two three four five six 60 seconds times two the person hasn't responded it's a problem hey you need to watch out for such things because as i showed you in the bible obsessive love doesn't always end well it doesn't end well somebody gets hurt somebody gets injured somebody is killed something bad always happens something bad always happens so we need to warn our friends we need to warn our siblings we need to warn the people that are around us and if you're a guy and you are always threatening your beloved with breakup slightest if you do I'll leave you that me jail you are the weakest of men you are not even a man you are a boy telling you the truth you are a boy so when you realize that this one they, they love she has fallen for you and they, you see mature people when they see true love they, rep- they, they, they reciprocate it they don't take advantage of it Somebody did something to their beloved, and I said, You must apologize. I said, Oh, I don't need to apologize. He said, I don't need to apologize. We'll be fine. I said, What do you mean by we'll be fine? He said, Oh, most of the time, when I do the wrong thing, she ends up coming to beg. What kind of abusive, toxic relationship is that? They are toxic relationships. Their relationships are toxic. Recently, I was at the airport and there was this couple, young couple. 
and obsessive. You are in church. Instead of sitting and listening to the word of God, you are passing notes and things like that. Be delivered from that spirit. You can't even wait for the church. You are passing notes and things to your wife. Hey, Tobo. Take your time. It's a sign. <laughs> it's too late. Eh? It's too late. <laughs> You can't wait for the church to be over. You are passing notes and information to your wife in church. See, when the Bible says the word is confirmed with signs, and people are leaving it right in our faces. <laughs> what was I saying before these people distracted me? Airport, yes. And when we're waiting to board, there was this couple, young couple. And they started arguing. Arguing, insulting each other. Like people, the waiting area where you are, you know, waiting to be called to board. And then, yeah. <laughs> and they were talking, insulting each other. I was like, what kind of toxic relationship is this? Open fight. They were sitting by each other. You could see the girl was more loud than the guy. At the point, the guy, you realize he had to respond because, Charlie, you did over me. You know that kind of thing. Hey, Charlie, if I don't talk some, everybody was looking at them. So when it was time to board, the girl got up, was going. The guy was following. And interestingly, where I sat, they were just on the same line with me. And as they sat down, all I saw was that now they have held hands. They held hands throughout the, the flight until we learned. I said, This is a toxic relationship. No, no, this is not the one you say, Oh, this one don't say, Oh, it's ah, it's not all. Oh. <laughs> I mean, ah, you were shouting at each other on top of your voices in front of everybody. The next minute you are holding up, no, 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 there's something wrong somewhere. May God deliver you from such relationships in the name of Jesus. Some of these things you see them in movies. Hey, fight. The next time, oh, sorry. Stroking your cheeks and stuff like that. No, you must, you must beware of toxic relationships. Beware of toxic relationships. Don't stay in there and do a baby, a baby, he will change or best son and things like that. There are some people who are borderline not correct. They are not correct. And there are a lot of women suffering physical abuse in their marriages. Somebody's husband stabbed her 16 times. Because she was a nurse and she was chatting with a doctor in her workplace. He was the, the driver of the hospital. And the nurse married him. So insecurity. Anytime she's talking to a doctor, talking to a pharmacist, da, 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 da. Hey, why are you talking to... And there was this particular doctor that they seemed to flow. 
And I believe it was just a flow. They were going overboard. <laughs> Flowing. And one day it looks like their conversation was too long. And he used to drive the church van. So he used to drop a wife at home. Yeah, hospital. Hey, hospital van. <laughs> so that particular day he picked her and they started driving. And she realized, ah, he's driving not in the direction of their home. They're going somewhere else. Talking to him, he won't mind her. Quiet. And there was somebody she had twins with. Their children. I mean, for, 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 for her to decide to marry him in spite of their educational level differences and all, she must have really liked him. Genuinely. So, she was driving, he was driving somewhere else. And he was like, ah, where are you taking me? The guy was quiet. Took her to a secluded place. Dragged her out of the distance. You, this man that you have been talking to today, I will kill you. He had a knife. Stabbed her 16 times. This one is Ghana here. It's not American story. Ghana. Luckily for her, she didn't die. She needed multiple surgeries to recover. After the surgery, her parents came and took her to the house. After two years of being with her parents, she said, I want to go back to them. In the first place, she said she won't press charges. Because even if they press charges, you are the sole witness. And the witness says, I will not be a witness. What case do you have? Were you there? Are you God the omnipresent to say you were there? What if she says, I stabbed myself? <laughs> she said she won't press charges against her husband, the father of her children. No. The father of her children cannot go to jail. Stayed with her, the parents for two years, and after two years, she said she wants to go back to the husband. No, the parents too had to now come in and be wild. I said, What do you mean? This animal, this animal, this guy who butchered you like meat. You want to go? What lava can't we give you that you want to go to this animal and be with him? May God deliver us from strange love and strange affections and, and things like that. When even when you are seeing the evil, you can't break away. You can't break away. And you see, some of those things happen when soul ties are involved. Your soul is tied to the person's soul. When they are doing the wrong thing, you can't even see. You say love is blind. There's even an emoji for it. The one that the yellow face and the eyes, the love signs have covered the eyes. Just say, mm -hmm. Love is blind. That is what it means. I don't know what it means. I say, me, I say that that's my interpretation of that emoji. Love is blind. Love is not supposed to be blind. It's not supposed to be blind. You must see and see well. See and see well. May God open your eyes to see the signs early. I don't want to officiate anybody's funeral and it's because some gentleman killed you. No, no, no. It should be far away from us. Hallelujah. It should be far away from us. 
stay away from weed smokers and things like that. So when they smoke those things, they don't see human beings. Oh. Yes, they see men as trees. Say, so, oh, it is a small weakness that he has. It's not a small weakness. It's a big one. It can cost you your life. People who can get drunk, they are dangerous people. When you get drunk like that, you are disinhibited. It's like when you are in a drunken state, there are no rules in the world. One lady I spoke to, he said the guy can get drunk and come and insult her. Insult her, sometimes push her around. And when he vomits, you'll be the same person who will clean. And it's not like it's a, it's a marriage or not just a cohabitation and on that note cohabitation may it be far away from you you are not married to the guy and you go and live together hey the number of babies you are bought eh? it's not correct culturally Christ is not correct you mean let's put the bible aside culturally it's not right it's not right. And some of the most abusive relationships I've seen in this world are cohabitation relationships. Yeah, you are living like husband and wife, but you are not husband and wife. So you are tied together at all sorts of illegal levels. All sorts of illegal levels. But may God deliver us from such things in the name of Jesus. You see, just obey the word of God and you'll be fine. Some people see the word of God as rules that are meant to tie us down, but they are for our own good. I'm telling you the truth. This thing I'm saying about obeying God in your relationship is for your own good. So it makes the breakup easier. Because at the end of the day, as we say, there's no part of you with that person. So we can move on. We can move on easily. I move on easily. You see, when you engage in a sexual relationship with somebody, when the Bible says you, you become one, but the good thing is that it's reversible. Hallelujah. That, that is the good thing. It's a reversible reaction. Prayers can reverse it. But what it becomes is like when you pound plantain and cassava together. You see how hard it is to separate if I give you fufu with and I say separate the plantain when you finish separating you cover the plantain with green what do you call it and cover the cassava with <laughs> it's hard that is how it is and I'm painting this picture so that you will be careful don't just fall oh I just fell my hormones overwhelmed me The Bible says God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can take. There's nothing like this one. It was beyond me. There is a sieving system. It happens in microseconds. When the devil brings a temptation, God will sieve it. If you realize that this one, according to your level of spirituality, according to this one, you cannot immediately. And J. Gabriel can say, hey, demon of fornication, get out it. <laughs> Once he allows it, it means when they scan, they realize you have the ability. 
So it means if you fall to it, you decided to fall. That's why I say it's not falling, it is lying down. You lay down. It is voluntary. Don't come and blame the devil. The devil has been blamed over the years for things he knows nothing about. There are things that are clearly demonic. There are others who that are clearly works of the flesh. Pure works of the flesh. Pure works of the flesh. But may the Lord help us all. May have made your mistakes in the past, but that is where the blood of Jesus comes in. That is where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in. That is why me, I don't look down on anybody because of their past mistakes. Never. Because I understand the power of the blood. Understand the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. I don't care if you have had 100 sexual partners in your life. You are a new creature. The moment you have repented, you have prayed for forgiveness and the blood has cleansed you, you are as good as new. Hallelujah. Look, for me, virginity is not whether some membrane is broken or not. It is a state. Hallelujah. It is a state. I know there are people, I've spoken to people and, and, and they regret the fact that they lost their virginity. I said, don't be worried. The most important thing is that you are in a better place now. Everybody will wish that, oh, they will marry as a... The truth is that it's not everybody who will marry a virgin, whether man or woman. Cleanse your minds of certain things. There was one gentleman I was speaking to. He likes a certain lady, but he says he has a problem with the fact that she has had sex before. Like, he can't bring himself. I say, you are an immature Christian. You are a baby Christian. You are a child. You are a little boy. What is her present state now? That is what you should be asking. That is the most important thing. It means you don't believe, you don't understand the power of the blood of Jesus. You don't. You don't have an understanding of the power of the blood of Jesus. So look, if you're under the sound of my voice, don't look down on yourself because you've made certain mistakes before. Don't look down on yourself. Pick yourself up and be determined that going forward things will be different. You will not fall to the old mistakes anymore. He says, I'm he who blots away your transgressions and I do not remember them anymore. Most of the time we go to God with things that he has forgotten, things that he has deleted from his hard drive. And when you are saying it is asking the angels, what is she talking about? Oh God, that 10 years ago, that faithful Saturday evening, that ensured that the next day I didn't go to church. Sure, I'm dialing some people's numbers. Sometimes when you don't see people in church, there are different reasons though. It's not always that it's duty. It's not always that they are having stomach ache. It's not always that things are, 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 are sometimes the Saturday. The Saturday. And the devil too likes striking on Saturdays. Because on Saturdays there are a lot of outings and stuff like that. The whole atmosphere is some way. And it creates the opportunity for some of these things to happen but when it happens pick yourself up hallelujah the bible says seven times the righteous man shall fall and seven times he shall rise again when the devil hits you rise up and move on it says rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when i fall i shall rise again i'm a true soldier of Christ. i won't keep lying down i won't allow the enemy to trample me underfoot i will rise and i will continue to fight to fight. until I get to the point I want to be 
I'll continue to cover. I'll continue to behold. I'll continue to seek his face until I am changed into the express image of Jesus Christ. Look, we are all work in progress. Nobody has reached. So don't look down on anybody. Don't look down on anybody because they sin differently from you. Should I say it again? Don't look down on anybody. Don't judge anybody simply because they sin differently from you. We are all work in progress. When you make a mistake, learn to forgive yourself. Because the love God has for you is beyond what you can imagine. In fact, when I examine the love God has for us, the love Jesus has for us, I think it's borderline obsessive. Oh yes, it's borderline obsessive. You see, when, when, when people are obsessed with people, they stalk them. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Where you are, I'll be there. Even in the valley, I'll be there. On the mountain top, I'll be there. When things are fine, I'll be there. When things are not so fine, I'll be there. That is a stalker. That's what we call reckless love. Borderline obsessive. When people can even lay down their lives for you. You see, the obsessive, those who are obsessed, it's like, I don't mind dying. I don't mind dying. I don't mind dying. Don't mind dying. When people are obsessed with people because of them, they can't sleep. He said, He who watches over Israel, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. It's not because God wouldn't want to sleep, it's because of you. And the Bible makes us understand that Jesus is constantly standing at the right hand of the Father, pleading your cause and interceding for you. This is borderline obsession. I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll understand this love. That you walk in this love. That guilt of past sins will be far away from you in the name of Jesus. The guilt works like grave clothes. They, they tie you down. Even when you have been resurrected. Even when you have been, 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 been taken out of the shame. Been, been taken out of the bad situation. It's like it keeps you restricted just like Lazarus he had been resurrected from the dead but the grave clothes Jesus had to command the grave clothes he said lose him and let him go today in the name of Jesus may you be loose from any mistakes of the past in the mighty name of Jesus may God bring you to the place where you embrace the obsessive love of God the reckless love of God the reckless love that will make him leave the 99 and come for just one person that doesn't make sense if one leaves, you say, I have 99. Let me protect the 99. But the recklessness of his love ensures that when you go far away, when you make the mistakes, when you start drifting away, he will leave the 99 and continue to go to chase you. Today, God is telling somebody that come back home. Come back home. You have lived in the past of your mistakes for too long. Come back home. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Stop looking down on yourself because you made certain mistakes in the past. Stop restricting yourself simply because you made certain mistakes in the past. Stop counting yourself out of certain things simply because you made certain mistakes in your past. Just lift up your voice and thank God for his love, his reckless love. 
No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow, say, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.